Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 366 after the whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. Just want to take a little temperature check on uh, sports fans in Buffalo this morning. It's tough to be a Buffalo sports uh, fan right now. Like, I mean, when was the last time that we've been living in Buffalo where the Sabres and Bills both had high expectations? It's been years. I don't know. I don't know the last time well, that the Sabres. I came here in two thousand nine, and uh, I came here we, at the time. We're enjoying quite a quite a long run of missing the playoffs here in Buffalo. Both the Sabers and the Bills have extremely high expectations coming into this year. The Bills have insanely disappointed on so many levels. Whether it's um, whether it's Josh Allen, okay, because Josh has not been good this year. He's been good in some games, and at times in the game, but he has not played a very good season. Uh, the coaching has been horrendous. Whether you're, you know, crapping on the the offensive uh, coordinator or whatever, or McDermott and his, uh, you know, and his defense. I mean, there has been so many mistakes made that uh, it's really, really difficult to watch the Bills uh, and, and feel any confidence in their defense or their offense. And then you come to the Sabres. Oh, yeah. And then you go watch the Sabres and you're feeling extremely confident with them, right? I have more irritation um, with the Sabres watching them because of the lack of, of uh, preparation and movement in building the right roster. Like, and listen, I'm only one guy given a given a freaking opinion. And 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 a lot of people probably don't agree with my opinion. And they probably didn't agree with my opinion. Cause I know there's a lot of people that didn't agree with my opinion, right? Because I got shit on when both of us talked about Devin Levi, where he should have been going to the minors because that's where every freaking young goaltender goes to hone his still skills and to develop believe- that pro pro hockey life atmosphere. Can you believe but there's still for some reason don't? we we're I- giving keys to the city to Devin Levi to start a season, which is freaking mind blowing. Can you believe that people still think he doesn't belong in the minors? This is this is what I don't understand. I mean, 
I don't know where to begin with the Sabres. They cannot find pucks around the crease. It's unbelievable how unaware defensively this team is. But what? You're rolling yeah, your it, eyes it, like like that's no, not the I'm, case. I'm, I'm not rolling my eyes in the sense that I disagree with you because that there's no disagreement. And now we're now we're in this this situation where people are are asking questions. You know why? What is going on? Well, it, it's very well, clear. For me, it's for very me, clear Greg, what's going on. The clock is the clock is ticking on a lot of people here, and I'm not saying that changes are made this season. That's not what I'm suggesting. The clock's ticking on Granado and Ellis and Wilford and Christie. And I don't I don't know about Kevin Adams. I mean, he seems to be pretty tight with Terry. So I mean that's probably job security in its finest. But but I'm gonna tell you that you think this is on Don Granado? Uh I don't Do you think this I, is on Marty Wilford? Craig, you can still teach players how to play. Hmm. You still teach players how to play. They're all the same. The whole team is the same. They're the same type of player. They're not they're not battlers. Jeff Skinner has never been that guy in his entire 12 year career. Now, don't get me wrong. He is an he is an insanely, insanely gifted offensive player. A player that has never played in the playoffs before in 12 years. How's that? How's that possible? Does he just have bad luck? Is this have bad luck that he's playing on bad teams? Or is it his style of play does not allow or or help a team make a playoffs? And and you know what? Jeff Skinner is probably the last guy on this entire team that I should be shitting on. I shouldn't be shitting on Jeff Skinner because he produces every game offensively. But it's Don Granado, we can sit here and shit on Don Granado, but Don Granado is the one that's been given this this baby team. If anybody needs to have like where's Kevin? Where's Kevin Adams at, like answering questions? And and here's the thing. This this is the this is the craziest part about this whole thing, which is which is actually kind of interesting. Um I feel I feel for some reason here that the sky is falling. Like I am so irritated and upset with how the Sabres have played. I listen to people on the on the outside, just fans, whether I'm at the rink with my son, whether I'm at a soccer field with my daughter, whether I I, I go out to dinner with friends, I, I see people around the city. I, I talk to people just like you at grocery stores. People are upset. They're upset because they feel like the Sabres are not playing to the standard that we, the fans, think they should. No, that we expected, and, and, that we were that told we expected. they were. Oh, yeah. Listen, Thomas said on this show last, last spring and in the summer, you had multiple players with career years. You cannot expect that to happen. You can't expect everyone to stay healthy. You can't expect everyone to have career years. And you can't expect everyone who needs to step up around those guys if they're struggling to actually step up around those guys and act and, and add secondary scoring. There's a lot of mistakes being made here. No, I, I've really liked Eric Johnson. I've really liked his addition. 
Connor Clifton's a, a bottom pair defenseman. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. You failed to get a partner for Owen Power. You failed to bring in some players like a Hathaway. Did you see Hathaway run somebody over in the Rangers the other night? Like, it's just, it's, it's, we've gotten, we have, we have no team identity here. None. What do you mean team identity? Craig, we've talked about team identity. For I years. know, I know. Like, and so I when you ask me this rhetorical team question, identity, they, and it's okay, like, so you want to know what team identity is? I'll tell you what team identity is. Let me ask you this: I don't think we if you're don't new, have a team identity. I think that we lack a certain type, a certain brand of player that plays a certain game. Craig, that this team may is not, not hard to play up. against. They don't no, play. Up, I, they don't I, play I don't think up they're tempo. hard to play against. They don't play up tempo hockey. They don't play with any jam. They don't. They're not. Well, they do. Physical. They do play with up tempo hockey. I've seen them play with okay. where they're flying. They're just very inconsistent. That's well, that's so. Yeah, that's not up tempo hockey. That's like occasional good hockey. They don't play. If there's no consistency, there's no. Well, I remember watching up tempo means up tempo means regularly. Like your team is buzzing. All the time. This team has none of that. None of that. I'm not questioning the leadership. I'm not. Que- I'm just. I'm questioning the personnel. I'm questioning the type of game that the coach is asking them to go out and play. Well, where? Who is the leadership on the team, Petey? Like, what are you talking about? You're not questioning the leadership. Kyle Poso, Kyle Poso, is a leader on the team. There's no question. But who are the leaders beyond that? This is not his problem. Is it Zemgus Gurdjieffson, or you know, like, I well, mean, unfortunately, you got a guy that is here for three months who's more of a leader than anybody else on this team, and that's Eric Johnson. Yeah, and that's that was a great pickup. That I was a great I, pickup. I I I don't you know listen. I mean, Eric Johnson when when he was brought in, you know he he took a position of you know the the Riley Stillman or like Jacob Bryson. Like you have to ask yourself, are you happy to have Eric Johnson in the lineup as the sixth defenseman on this team? Or would you rather have Jacob Bryson or Riley Stillman or someone along those lines? I'm very happy with uh, what he's done. He's going to add that, that leadership that this team desperately needs because they don't have that swagger to their game. They don't have the, it's, it's well, like no there's gets, so much pressure on no young players. Mad. No one gets mad around here. No one gets pissed off when they're playing. Get pissed off at your opponent. Get pissed off that you're losing. I've seen none of that from this team. It's extremely concerning to me. And tonight you go in and you got to face the Rangers, who are 13-1-1 in their last 15 games, by the way. I'm not saying they can't beat them, but I'm just saying they're starting to play good teams that are looking to solidify their spot in the league. And I can tell you what, the Rangers, they have an identity. They are very hard to play against. They are fast. They are fierce. They are physical. They have goaltending. They have depth up front. They have great defense. And the Buffalo Sabres I I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would 
how I would describe this team. I just don't. I guess I guess I would look forward to playing them any night. Yeah. My my issue, my my issue with this team is it it's almost like I feel sad as a fan watching this because I love sitting down and starting uh you know a game and and hoping that these guys can play at 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 a high end level that I think they're capable of. But the problem and I've and I said this for so long and I just feel like I was thinking the other day I'm just so irritated and tired of having to express my opinion that I've been doing for probably just, upwards of eight or nine years yeah. now. Like we were I on just, the instigators. Okay. Remember the show? We were on the instigators and we watched the same thing. We watched trying to build a team with a lack of presence on the back half of the team. Okay, let me ask you. A sense of a physicality, more of a grind, a dump and chase, a hit, make it hard for defensemen in front of the their net. Like, I mean, so maybe this is ownership. Maybe this Uh, is own. uh, Come on, is it ownership? I don't know. I've heard. I've heard that Terry has thinks that he knows hockey. So maybe he's sitting there thinking, I don't want a physical team. That's not how you win. That's not the type of team I want. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe that's why Kevin's is his GM. Because I'm pretty sure Bottrell wouldn't go and fire everybody, and that's why he got fired. Mm-hmm. So, like, Bottrell wasn't a puppet. Like, it's not so, even about it's not about getting fighters. It's about getting players that play with grit. It's about getting, if you want to win championships, fighting. Yeah, and, and it's it's like if you want to win championships or win games or make the playoffs, you have to have players that not only have skill, that are are insanely skilled and talented, but have a grit to their game. Like like a Braden Point. When you when I think of gritty, highly skilled hockey players, Steve Stamkos. You know, go and watch him play. Like he, you know, even Kucherov. Like you can go around the league and look at highly skilled hockey players that play gritty hockey. Do you agree with that? Of course you can. And then I ask myself, look at, look you at know, Brendan Gallagher in Montreal. Guy's got more spine than, than all 23 yeah. players on the Sabres. Yeah. Now I want to just mention something. Else, I, asked, I, 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 I hope, think... I hope this isn't a personal attack. But I listened to Don Granado's post-game press conference the other night. And I have no idea what he said. It was one big word soup. Just throw everything in there, mix it up, and however it comes out, it comes out. Ah, lessons, you know, if we're not, if we don't, we're going to keep learning the lessons if we don't figure them out. Like, what is that, a Yogi Berra-ism? Like, I, I don't, I don't get this, like... The guy stands there in front of the in front of the camera. Yeah, Paul, you know, I'm very disappointed tonight, Paul. Uh yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm like, fuck, man. Like, say our team was awful tonight. We were awful. And that's on me as the coach. I wasn't didn't have our players ready to go. They didn't look ready to go from the drop of the puck. They scored a minute 20 in. They scored four in the first period. Can't rely on our goaltenders. Our defense are sleeping. Our defensive zone is lacking major awareness. 
I can't tell you. Go watch all seven goals. They were all watching the puck. Everybody was watching the puck. I'm not going to go criticize a player for standing in a certain position. I've been out of position. Made several mistakes. But these are the same mistakes over and over and over, year after year after year. Kruger goes, Donnie takes over, everyone's loving it. Well, are we loving this right now? Is, is the country club done well, We're yet? not loving it because... No. W- w- how nice of a coach do you have to have for so many years before it's just kind of like, this is like not going to cut it. Development's one thing. Turning these young players who have all this talent into actual NHL hockey players, that's the task. That's not development. That's not skill development. That's fucking coaching. We don't have a coach here. We do not have an NHL coach who can get these players ready to play from the drop of the puck. And I'm not talking about motivation. I am not talking about pump up speeches or anything. I'm talking about preparation. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just gonna. Di- I'm just gonna disagree with you. If Don Granado was given a team that were not made up of of literally a bunch of kids. I could see where you would be pointing fingers at the coach, but when you've got, you know, like, you know, they have a couple injuries. They go and pick, they, they get Yari Coolidge who everybody in, uh, on the planet. He was the power play savior statistically. Is, I don't know if you know. Yeah. This. Is wanting to see we have this a player, player in the minors that can fix the power play. Isaac Rosen gets called up playing it. Exceptionally well in the minors, 20 years old. And you're going to add that in with a Peyton Krebs, who's 22, a JJ Paterka, who just turned 21, a Dylan Cousins, who we feel like, I, I feel like Dylan Cousins has been in the league for 10 years, but he's not. He's only 22 years old. Um, you, you add in, you add those young guys in to Zach Benson, okay, who's, who's, who's 18 years old. I get frustrated. Because I I honestly believe that there is a is an insanely good nucleus of young players on this team, and Kevin Adams did not go out and and make this team stronger by adding veteran presence. Kevin Adams wants to sit on his hands because he has a he has a vision. Okay. The vision is to allow this insane, insanely large group of young players that are highly skilled. He wants them to play through it. And we're in this situation right now because he overplayed his hand. We have the youngest team in the league. And now we have guys that are injured and we bring up a guy who's 19 and 20 years old. Two years in the row. Two years in a row. We're the youngest team in the league. Missed the point by you know, adding one, the you add in a Ryan Johnson who's 22, who's a rookie. You add in Owen Power, who's in his second year, who's 21. I mean, it's just I think Kevin sells all this to Terry Pagula in some kind of like dream scenario. We're gonna be able to get all these players for all these guys. We're gonna get them. I don't I don't get this. You're telling me all these first round picks, Rosen Coolidge, Quinn, Paterka, they're all gonna play on this on this team, every single one of them. Do you, do you think it's too early to trade one of those guys? Like you don't want to move one of these 
players. And then all of a sudden to. he goes to another team Craig. and he shreds it and becomes an absolute you know, mega superstar. You know, it's bullshit. Every other team that wants to get better, that is making the playoffs, trade their first round pick to go and acquire a piece or second rounders or whatever. And they've drafted them all. They drafted them all. They just keep drafting players and stockpiling players. And eventually you're going to have an overload and you're not going to be able to get them anywhere. Hey, Andrew, you ever been in a car crash? I know you have because you're a terrible driver, but fortunately for me, I haven't. But I know who I'd call if it ever happened to me. Call our friends at Salino Law, 800-555-5555. For a car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. You looking for a nice little getaway? Seneca Allegheny Resort and Casino. Natural beauty meets true luxury. Surrounded by the lush hills of the rolling Allegheny Mountains, incredible views are second only to the outstanding accommodations and service. Enjoy the AAA Four Diamond Resort, complete with luxurious rooms and amenities, expansive dining options, and of course, world-class gaming nestled in the foothills, just a short drive from the quaint village of Ellicottville. Go to SenecaAlleghenyCasino.com for more details. Let's be honest for a second. This is what I have been told from a player in the league not on the Buffalo Sabres. The stench around the Sabres franchise right now is still there. Do you know why Clifton and and Johnson came here? Let's be real about something. You know why Clifton and Johnson came here? No one's paying Eric Johnson $3 million. No No one's paying Connor Clifton $3 million. That's why they ended up in Buffalo. Obviously the highest bidders. Connor Clifton got paid $3.3 million to come to the Buffalo Sabres. He's, 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 he's the right age of 28. He's still very young. Okay. Was Got he getting 3.3 of... from someone else though? You think? Hell no. No. Hell no. He was making a million dollars. He's making $1 million in Boston because he was the sixth defenseman there every single year that he played. He was, a, he was no better than a sixth defenseman. We pay him $3.3 million to come to the Buffalo Sabres and for three years, for three years. But for me, it just wasn't quite the answer that I was looking for when you would sign a player like that. I understand he's coming from Boston and I understand the, the allure that he has for, for other teams because he comes from Boston. He comes from that, pedigree of winning and Kevin Adams I'm sure with his coaching staff and his and his um, people that that look into Connor Clifton was looking at this guy as a winner he's been in an organization around guys like Patrice Bergeron and uh, you know Zidane Achara Brad Marchand guys like that that have won and that have standards and I think that's kind of what they wanted to bring in to to the um to the fold here in Buffalo. So I don't I don't disagree with the mindset of what they were thinking. But I just think it's a lot of money to be paying a guy who's probably your five, six defenseman on your hockey team. And then now we have, you know, Ryan Johnson, who's played some really good hockey for this for this team. 
And I don't think Ryan Johnson Johnson is is a is a top four defenseman yet. But now Yoki Haru is being healthy scratched. Meanwhile, I think as much as you love or hate him, Yoki Haru is a really solid defenseman that I think that you if you if you don't feel that he's your guy, he should have been moved in the summertime last year. No kidding. And now Last we're in a situation where team. you I'm sure you got a really unhappy uh, really unhappy Henry Yoki Haru who the last 3 years has been playing in the top 4 on the Buffalo Sabres and now he can't even get into the lineup. Yeah, he's been playing in the top 4. He's not a top 4. I didn't say he was a top 4, no, but he's he's but a pretty so solid. He's a pretty solid reality defenseman. has to set in at some point. Let's be honest. The fact of the matter is, is that something, I, I, I don't know if, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's laziness, fear of denial, but you bring back Jost, Gergensen, and Oposo. You bring in Clifton and Johnson. Garnet Hathaway got 2.4 in Three. Philly. 2.375. I rounded up. Okay. Good for you. You're telling me you couldn't have given him three? You don't value that player enough. That how many style. how many how many teams in the league would pay Tyson Jost? How much is he making? None would pay him two million dollars. How many teams would pay him a million? I don't know. Two? Maybe. It's the guy that was on waivers. He was on waivers. We picked him up. He actually. He played a role for the team that we needed in a very small uh, part of the season. I don't understand why you would bring back Tyson Joe. But uh, again, it's like I don't want to sit here and completely shit on all the all the moves that were made. It's, it's but not, Tyson Joe should not have been brought back to this team. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing to do with Tyson Joe. It's nothing to do with Zemgus. It has to do with the need of the type of player that you you got to have on your roster in order to be successful. That's what it comes down to. Kevin Adams has failed at that miserably. So I'm taking it out on Don Granado. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe it's unfair for me. Maybe Don Granado should come to the podium and be like, hey, this is the fucking team your GM gave me. You want to shit on? Maybe that's, you know what? I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. I retract my statement after this conversation. I am no longer, I'm no longer against what Donnie Granado is doing. It's time for Kevin Adams to wake the fuck up. But Go here's the thing, player. Kevin Go Adams cannot, players. he can't, he can't. This was a colossal failure by not getting a goaltender for this hockey team. Okay. Not saying a Comrie's a bad goaltender. I'm not saying Uka Pekalukin's a bad goaltender, but we have a rookie goalie that they are so hungry and horny to get on this roster. Okay. If that's the case, you should have gone out and got a number one goaltender for a three-year deal. Go and sign a goaltender for three years or go acquire a goaltender that maybe has a, a three- or four-year contract and allow that number one to be the guy, a guy that you is a bona fide number one guy. Allow Devin Levi to learn from the starting guy where he does not have pressure on him. Do you think Devin Levi right now 
his calm, cool, and collected young person. Do you think he's calm, cool, and collected now? No, I don't believe he is. I, I have reason to believe that he's under a little bit of panic. Damn right. He's feeling it. He's never been in this situation before. And this is not a good situation for a young goaltender to be in. It's unfair that this team slotted him as our guy. He shouldn't have been our guy. There should have been a goaltender sign that's a number one guy. He should have played 50 games, 50, maybe even 55. And then you have Devin Levi that fills in around 32 uh, to 25 in between. I got to be honest with you, there. Craig. I, I don't know why you're, we're talking like this. Like, I, I, I'm not minus the other night what what happened to Comrie at the start of that game in Jersey. Fine. We'll, let's exclude that. But UPLs look pretty damn good. Is UPL a number one goaltender in this league? Well, he's the number one goaltender on this team. How friggin' no. I've watched him enough. He's He's had some good games. He's also had some games that stunk. I don't believe that Uka Pekalukkanen at the point of his career, and he's, he's what, 24 years old? He still needs time to develop. He's still, maybe at the age of 26 or even 27, Uka Pekalukkanen is going to be on a team where he might have the ability to take over the number one spot. When did, when did Dominic Hasek come here to Buffalo? How old was he? When did Dominic Hasek? He was like 25, 26, Yeah, he was like 27 years old. He didn't take off until he was like 27. That's the first problem that I have a problem with. And now Kevin Adams and the Sabres are not in a position to go out and actually get a number one goaltender because they have three on the roster right now, which is ludicrous. Ludicrous. They did not go and get the defense that they needed. They got some Band-Aids. Got a one-year go- Got a one-year defenseman who's actually played well in Johnson and Connor Clifton. I'm not even saying that he's played terrible. He's not played bad. He's, he's been solid, but they didn't go out and get the guy that they needed. They have all of these defensemen that are under the age of 23 years old. You don't touch a forward. You don't, you bring back the entire forward line and then add an 18 year old. And now now, now that now that we're having a few injuries, the guys that we're bringing up are nineteen and twenty. Is not that a, a recipe, recipe for, for success? No, it's not. And it's not like it, we cannot say this to Kevin Adams or the Buffalo Sabers. We can't say go out and make a trade, go out and make a move because there's there's nothing out there. The moves need to be made in the summertime. You build well, your team in the summertime and you have a focused and understanding of what your team is going to look like. Here's the best tweet. It's not even called a tweet anymore, but here's the best response that we got last night. For the first time, I'm losing faith in Granado and Adams largely because I'm not seeing the sense of urgency. There's not enough room on the roster for the young talent. And at a point, you have to flip it to be a contender. This offseason saw a flurry of acti- activity. We abstained. They sat still. He's right. Brandon's right. This was a massive failure in the offseason by the general manager. Massive. And I will say this. was it? A, it it's a failure. 
Is it a massive failure? I don't think it's a massive Craig, failure. You're one point out of the playoffs for after 12 years. Yep. After that massive beatdown, time now for a crash course presented by Salino Law. Car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. Is there a silver lining for you under these circumstances that we see the team in right now? Silver lining. Silver lining to this. Um, yes, yes, there is a silver lining. There, there as much as the Sabres have played some solid games this year and they've played some really poor games this year. They're 21 games in this season. So they're, they're a quarter way into the season. And the positive thing about things right now, because I don't think that they've played well, I don't think they've played up to expectations. They're only three points out of a playoff spot. Now, what that means is if you can put a run, you can put a little run together, three, four game winning streak, you will see this team move into a playoff spot. There just needs to be consistency in their game and the way that they play each and every night. There can't be nights where you come out and you're down three, nothing or four, nothing like we were in, in New Jersey, New Jersey has been struggling immensely. That's what people don't understand. Like New Jersey has been terrible yeah, used, this year. They use the Sabres as a, a bit of a, a feel good game. Well, I don't, I don't want to call it a feel good game. It's they're back on track. And the best part about it is, you know, you you have um, you have uh, people out there that are saying, "Yo, we're we're hit with the injury bug here." The hell does that mean? What do you mean we're hit we're hit with the injury bug? Are we? Tage Thompson's been out. I know he is a massive part of our team, but did Timo Meyer play last game? The guy that they signed for eight point eight million dollars? No, he didn't play. They lost Jack Hughes for a couple games. Um, you look at around the league, um, you know, where's um, where's Washington right now? How are they doing? This is a team that has struggled, but I think they're in the playoff spot, are they not? Washington. Not at the moment. They're right there. They're, they're right there. They're- they're, they have 22 points, but here's the thing. They have 22 points, but they've only played 17 games, Petey. Right. So they were, they will they're ten, absolutely. They're ten, they're, they are 10, five and two, which is pretty damn good. I'm I'm going to go as far as this. Like I, I just mentioned in the, in the Eastern conference, the Washington capitals right now sit ninth in the Eastern conference. They have 22 points. They have played. Four games less than most teams, three to four games less. If they just win two of those games out of four, that puts them at 26 points. That puts them at third in the East. So when I said the Washington Capitals, I knew they were having a really good season. And who are they doing it without? That would put them second in their division. Who are they doing it without? Backstrom. Backstrom. Oh, she's no one's, sit, no one's sitting there crying and whining because they don't have Backstrom. They actually got better when he left. 
Uh, I don't mean that. I don't mean that like he was a, a. I just mean you take a player who's hurting out of the lineup and you put a guy in who's healthy. Yep. It's going to be better for your team. Very much. And um, so the, the injuries aren't an excuse for the Sabres. No, I, I, I don't think injuries like we're talking about how we have look Greenway and Gergensen out. That was one game. You say put together three. You say, hold on. You say put together three, four wins. Okay. Well, tell me when that starts. Tonight against the Rangers? No. They're th- Thursday against St. Louis? Yes. They, yeah, okay. Saturday at Carolina? Yes, I think Carolina's a beatable team right now. Sunday home to Nashville? Yes, I think they can win that one too. And a much-anticipated game on December 5th. Against? The, the Detroit Red Wings. Mm, I think they can beat them too. I think the Sabres can, if the Sabres play the way they can play, and they play a full 60 minutes and they have good goaltending, they can beat any team. I, I, I believe that. They have an insane amount of talent. The problem is the talent is so bloody young um, that the consistently the consistency level of the these players I'm just not sure right now if uh if they can play consistent hockey. They're 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 super young. Like are we looking to Dylan Cousins right now to be the guy? Dylan Cousins is 22 years old. Shouldn't Dylan Cousins have the ability to look up to somebody and kind of be like, "Oh, you know, thanks for taking the reins." Yeah, right. Like a Nick Felino or a Corey Perry. Just anybody that um, I don't know anybody. who it is. It's it's not for me to go uh, out and uh, listen. I was throwing an example out there. Two guys that Chicago picked up to to bring in to hang around Bedard. Now I don't know what's going on with Corey Perry in Chicago, and that's a yeah. conversation for another day. But but it's it's not like it's some kind of a, a secret that what Chicago did in the off season wasn't because of Connor Bedard and the youth. You bring in yeah. Hall. You bring in Felino. You bring in Corey Perry. You make some other moves. And then Buffalo brings in the youngest team in the league, and nobody, nobody. Well, I, I will, I will ask side. you this, Petey. And 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 fans don't want to hear this, but in reality, does this team just need more time? Like we, oh, we we're doing that again? Eh? No, no, no! Stop! Don't be that guy. I want you oh. to be a guy who just. Just kind Trust of the process, thinks. trusting the process. How's that going for the Bills? Trust the process. Is there a part of you that can calm yourself down to make the right mental choices and what's best for this team? The question is is this team ready now? To win. Our to older win players. What? Are, to win what? The cup? To, to, to put this team in a playoff position. Craig, to, we were to the go youngest to the team in the league dance. last year and they missed by a point. So this what? Is, like Every expected, year I, is different. Why are we talking about last year? Because you're supposed to build off last year. No, we like had other, eight goddamn guys that had career years last year. That oh, was a worry to me. I mentioned that in the summertime. I mentioned that before the season. And I don't want to mention it now because then it would be slapping people in the face. But do you know why they call it a career year? 
call it a career year because it only happens maybe once or twice in your entire career. That's why well, they're called <clears throat> career years. Well, it would have been nice if they could have been deemed breakout years and then therefore they could have been expected to maintain that pace. But these are when, career years. Very hard to maintain. Years. Very well, that, hard to maintain those kinds of numbers. Absolutely. You know, Jeff Skinner last year, he's played how many years in the league? 12? 12 years in the league. Thousand games, no playoffs. He ended up his his top year, I think, was 63 points. And he did it twice in his career. And then last year, in a career year, he ended up with how many? 82? 83? 82. 82 points. He went from his very best year in the first 11 years. He had two seasons that were 63 points. Those were his best. Then he had a career year last year. He had 82 points. He had 20 more points than his best year in the end. Do we think that Jeff Skinner is going to continue to put up 82 points? Or is he going to probably going to go back to what he has done in 11 years of his career? You have Alex Tuck, who is an incredibly, incredible hockey player. Size, speed, skill. He's got everything. But he went from his career best, which was what, Petey? 54 points? He went from 54 points to 80, 82 points, 83 points. Do we expect Alex Tuck to every year from here on in score 83 points? It's not sustainable. Do we, six? do we, now that you, you have a, a, a Tage Thompson who scored 38 goals two years ago, and then he follows it up with a 47 goal year and 94 points. Do we expect Tage Thompson to get 94 points and 47 goals for the rest of his career? No, that's the reality. It's a career year. He is going to have drop off. Now, here's the thing. Everybody has dropped off. All of them have dropped off. And that's okay. If you look at it in the right way, it's okay for these guys to drop off. We actually are probably where we should be. We have the youngest, most youthful team in the league by far. It is mind blowing how many young players under the age of 23 we have in a freaking roster. Do we, what do you expect? Do we expect to actually make the playoffs with this roster? Uh, no, we don't. That was no, the we don't. Expect, I'm sorry. That was the expectation. Yeah. Going. Well, that was a that was that was a sugar coated uh, expectation. Oh, we missed it by one point last year. Well, you know what? We had eight guys that had career years. Oh, this doesn't sound like much of a silver lining. This doesn't sound like you think this team's going to make the playoffs. This team's not making the playoffs. Well, on that note, that'll do it for Crash Course because. There is no silver lining here. Car crash, call Salino, 800-555-5555. Try to throw a little positivity on there. Just doesn't work. Can't fake it, man. I can't fake positivity. It's an absolute joke what's going on around here. It's a joke. We have to watch this shit. 